The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see it. Got the help that you needed. Zamzo's really makes you want to come home. I'm coming home, cause nobody knows. Like Zamzo's. It's time for the Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI and KBOI.com. A helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more. Be a part of the show. Email your questions and comments to Zamzos at Zamzos.com. And now the Zamzo Show on 93.1 FM and the Big 670 KBOI. Good morning and welcome everyone to the Zamzo Show. I'm Joss Zamzo, your host, and I have a very special show today, one that I've been wanting to put together for a couple of years uh, with a, 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 a very important person. This I, I'm joined this morning uh, by Dr. Lynn Barr, who uh, is a, a, a cat vet or a small animal vet, I guess. Uh, Doc, would you, would you consider yourself a cat vet or an all-around Actually, just a cat vet. I do feline only. Okay. All right. So uh, Dr. Barr and I met at a trade show a couple of years ago, and um, and and uh, Doc, you were standing in front of a whole list of enrichment things for cats, toys and, and smells and, and all kinds of things. And, and I saw your book there, and, and your book is titled The Indoor Cat. As we were talking, you looked at me and you said, do your cats go outside? And... I like my heart started racing instantly and I and I thought oh oh I'm in trouble because my reality is we've always had cats that went indoors and out they kind of came and and went but I was kind of thinking that you were going to be mad at me for that right and so I was actually looking at my shoes and I said yes we we let our cats outside we always have and you stepped forward and hugged me <laughs> and I was totally taken aback like I expected you to kind of be shaking your finger at me and you did just the opposite opposite of that. And so you went on to explain why you did that and, and, and all the rest of that. But would you give us a little bit of your background and why would you hug someone for letting their cat outside? Certainly. I'd be delighted to. And thank you so much for having me on because I really feel like this information is important to cat owners. Your reaction to when I asked if your cat went outside is extremely common. And um, I am a feline-only veterinarian. My clients come in to the exam room, and the most important part of the entire process is getting a good history, knowing your patient and their lifestyle. And so I always ask, you know, does your cat go outside? Because it makes a difference right. as to diseases I would treat or, um, you know, that, that type of situation. And I can't even begin to tell you how many clients have your same reaction. They're scared to tell me yes. Right. They're embarrassed. Um, and they can't even tell their own veterinarian. Right. 
that they let their cats outside. And I imagine there's... they've been shamed into it. There's probably some that lie. They do. <laughs> they do. You know, how'd the cat get the abscess? Uh, do you have another cat in the house? No, it's my only cat. Well, yeah, <laughs> your cat went outside, didn't it? Um, but it's a shame that people have to do that and that we have gotten to this point um, and that people are shamed um, into feeling badly about letting their cats go outside. Where did the majority, I, I don't know percentages, but over 90% of the cats that, that, we, that grace our homes, they came from outside. Right. And so, you know, there's a big disconnect here. Um, you asked me about my background. I graduated from the University of Georgia, College of Veterinary Medicine. I'm one of the very few veterinarians who honestly did not know my whole life I wanted to be a vet. Everybody else did, you right. know, from the time they were born. I always wanted to be a vet. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, I'm not one of those. I didn't know it till I was in my 20s. Wow. It's a long story as to how it came out, but cats guide me. Um, I credit my life to cats and didn't even know it. Didn't know I was a cat lover, grew up with dogs. Um, I love dogs. I have dogs. Um, my cat Rudolph, which was this little gray and white ball of fluff with a pink nose who I adopted in 1980 when I moved to Atlanta, changed my life. He spoke to me in some otherworldly yeah. way. I have no idea how or what, but I changed my degree of physics. I wanted to be an astronomer to going into pre-vet and actually then going to vet school, becoming a veterinarian. Um, I say cats guide me because my two current cats, Desi and Rue, guided me into my business, which I now make enrichment products for indoor cats. Right. I didn't know I was going to do that. Never set out to own a business. Never set out to make cat toys. Last thing in the world I ever expected. But these two cats spoke to me. <sighs> Let's get back to the indoor cat. Right. So when I started in practice, um, you know, my patients went outside. In fact, back in the day, people put their cats out at night. Right. How much more dangerous can you get? Right. <laughs> but cats were put out at night because they were caterwauling, they weren't neutered or spayed, so they were out there reproducing, and you know people didn't want them howling in the house, so they let them out at night and got good night's sleep. Right. Um, fast forward 30 years, we now not only don't have cats going out at all, but now they're living exclusively in four walls. Right. How did that happen? Um, I credit one, one man, Ed Lowe, who developed kitty litter. He's right. the tidy cat guy. Oh. And it's because of Ed that cats became, that they were able to come indoors. Prior to that, um, you know, people tried all kinds of things, ash out of the fireplace, uh, newspapers and so on, but there wasn't any really, there wasn't litter. And with the advent of litter, now people could keep their cats indoors. The same with food. Uh, once food became cheap and easy, when we got dry food and um, people were able to afford to feed their cats, they no longer had to let their you know, cats didn't have to hunt for right. their own food, that also contributed to the indoor cat. 
And then the veterinarians came along and we neuter and spay them because you would never want to live with an intact cat. Right. And those three things really made it ripe for cats to be kept indoors. And then, again, follow the money, which is what I always say. Yeah. It's in all of these different um, reasons that that contribute to this indoor cat. You know, they they want to sell kitty litter, so keep your cats inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I recall you and I talking, uh, and I think it, I may be recreating your words, so correct me if I'm saying it wrong. But but you you said to me, uh, you know, cats. Uh, when when you were treating outdoor cats primarily at the beginning of your career, you know you saw cats being attacked by dogs or cats being hit by cars or 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 you know cats jumping out of trees and dislocating things and and um, and and so that was primarily what you saw and 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 then you said that that treating primarily indoor cats those cats still die they still have diseases um it's just and, and maybe i'm making up this but but you you feel like the diseases that a that a cat dies of if they're strictly indoors they're they're worse they're 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 um they're different diseases and and um you know uh, in, in many ways they're 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 maybe worse diseases is that am i saying that the way you said it yeah i'm not i you know i don't i wouldn't go for, as far as to say that they're worse we've just swapped out the problems right. they still have the same problems um take for instance a cat that goes out and gets an abscess from fighting um we still see abscesses indoors with cats that live in multi-cat households right, right. they're you know they're still fighting right that hasn't stopped uh cats that go out um uh, can can get into toxins and poisons. Right. Well, guess what? In our homes, they can too. You know, we use things like pine saw, which is actually toxic to cats. Right. There are several medications, cancer medications that people take um, that that they rub on their body, and if a cat licks it, that's dangerous. Right. Well, um, they let's... get into plants that we bring inside lilies, which will kill a plant. You know, a cat. Right. Well, we. Uh, I, this is the Zamzo Show. I'm Josh Zamzo, your host, and I'm t- here together with Dr. Lynn Barr, and we're talking cats and everything about cats, uh, uh, all of her experience, and I and I can't wait. We've got three more segments, uh, but we've got to take a break. So uh, you're listening to the Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI. If you have a lawn, garden, pets, or agriculture issue you want addressed, email zamzos at zamzos.com. The Zamzo Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Zamzo, and with me is my sister, Callie Zamzo. And we've got another quiz for Dad. Hi, kids. What do you want to know? Callie and I want to know if you're still mispronouncing the name of the best-selling dog food at Zamzo's. You mean Idaho Fish and Taters? I told you he'd call it that. Call it what? Call our Grandma Z's Idaho Fish and Potato Dog Food Idaho Fish and Taters, Dad. Oh, that's just an old childhood expression. Well, Dad, Grandma Z's Idaho Fish and Potato is now our number one selling dog food. And it's made in Idaho from Idaho travel 
sauerkraut, and Idaho potatoes, which means fresher food and better ingredients. Like taters grown in Idaho. But they're called Idaho potatoes. Remember the license plates? They didn't say famous taters. Would have been fewer letters to hammer out. So one last time, what is the name of the best-selling dog food at Zamzo's? Grandma Z's Idaho Fish and Salanum Tuberosum. Ah, he pulled the Latin name on us, Joss. Which is also known as taters. Nobody knows like Zamzo's. And now back to the Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo Show. We're talking everything that has to do with cats, indoor cats and outdoor cats, with Dr. Lynn Barr. I'm your host, Joss Zamzo. And uh, and in the previous segment, we started talking about things that can be toxic for cats that people need to be concerned about. And, and for cats like mine that go outside, um, you know, people are always concerned about, you know, is this weed killer that I'm spraying uh, dangerous for the cat? Or or if I, if I put a a spider barrier down and the cat digs in that area. Uh, those seem like a little bit more obvious toxins, but but we had started talking in the last segment about there are some very real indoor toxins that people in an effort to keep their cats safe from danger, I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they keep them inside, but there's actually a lot of things inside that are very dangerous. That is correct. And what's really interesting to me is how, um, you know, veterinarians are required to do continuing ed and, and every year, um, one of the ones that I tend to do every couple of years is with poison control. And it's funny how that list has changed through the years as to what the most popular toxins are. For instance, back in the day, it used to be like uh, snail bait and rat poisonings mm-hmm. and, and, you know, things like that. Or if you use dog products for fleas on cats. Um, now the list has been updated to things like antidepressants. Really? really? <laughs> A lot of the drugs that we take, ADHD drugs, things like that. Um, so the the... Toxins have changed. Um, my biggest enrichment tip when it comes to indoor cats, the, the easiest, simplest, cheapest way that you can enrich a cat's life is by opening the windows. Right. Um, think about it. Our indoor cats are living within four walls. That's their life. And it's an artificial environment. Um, we know that, you know, cats are supposed to shed their fur in, right. in the summer and build their fur back up in the winter. And yet indoor cats, in the wintertime, they're living in heat. In the summertime, they're living in air conditioning. Right. We've totally changed their, their environment. Um, the smells, all our cats are smelling are the cleaning products that we use, the smells of what we're cooking, the things that we put on our stall. Right. They're not getting the smell of grass and the outdoors, um, their community, and scent is, is extremely important to cats. So just opening a window to get fresh air in is the best enrichment I can think of. Well, you, um, you yeah. mentioned yeah. Uh, you mentioned this this idea of enrichment. Uh, I I had a, a a friend who had a cat that actually ate an ibuprofen tablet. It was mm-hmm. devastating. Um, a really really 
uh, hurt the cat uh, for for the rest of its life. It was damaged, and and right. I I always thought to myself, uh, I my cats would walk right past ibuprofen tablet. They would never. I mean, I, I get dogs leaning in and eating anything on the floor that looks like food, but but cats typically don't do that, um, and they feel really intuitive. Uh, it seems to me that they're really intuitive, and I've always wondered why would a cat uh, want to eat an ibuprofen? But I realized these were indoor cats that were probably just Correct. bored. Correct, and and you know, think about an indoor cat too with. Also, four walls, same mm-hmm. four walls, day in, day out, day after day, month after month, year after year. Um, anytime you bring anything new into the house, so let's say that ibuprofen is, is on the floor, you know, something new is a big deal. Right, right. Well, we, and we were you talking. Know? So that makes the whole difference. And, and you were talking earlier about the fact that, that your cats don't eat the plants that you have in the house. Right. And I said to you, that's because your cat goes outdoors. Right. And I am a huge proponent of growing grass for cats. Yes. I observe cats all the time, and outdoor cats eat grass. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking about this for 30 years. I'm <laughs> so passionate about it. Um, indoor cats have absolutely zero access to that grass that they crave. Right. And so you bring in any plant into your house, and they go for it. They want their greens. Right. Uh, you know, I've had clients tell me that their, can- their cats eat their plastic plants. And right. it brings tears to my eyes. Right. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, these poor things, all they want is a little bit of grass to eat. And many cats are dying because of it, um, particularly, you know, plants that are toxic to them, like lilies. Right. Um, so it, it's a different world when you're enclosed in four walls. Right. So you, so one of the, I know from, from previous conversations that you, you just, you know, you beat this drum of enrichment, um, giving, giving cats fresh toys and smells and things like, like cat grass to, to chew on and that kind of stuff. Do you find that, that you get less, uh, uh, you know, what we would think of as, as naughty behavior, less you know, houseplant eating and that kind of stuff if you're keeping them enriched or is the only solution for them to go outside? Oh, no. Um, you can keep them enriched inside. But contrary to popular belief that cats are low-maintenance pets, indoor <laughs> cats are extremely high-maintenance. Right. Um, you have to enrich them every single day day in so many ways. Things like fresh air, opening the blinds, giving them sunshine, right? basic things like that, and then giving them choices um, within the house. You know, we dictate every aspect of our cat's lives from what food they eat, where they eat it, what they eat out of, how often they eat it. They have zero say right. in their lives. So I wake up every day and I go, how am I going to make today different for my cat? Right, right. I truly do that. And I look around the house and I look for something new to entertain them. I open up a different window or I open up the attic and let them go explore. Um, I play with a different toy. 
It's a lot of work. It's keeping a little two or three year old kid entertained. <laughs> right. Well, and, and and anybody that that has a cat that goes outside, I, I think you know, if I watch my cats, they, if I open the door, they run outside, then they stop, and their ears are twitching, and they're looking around, and there's a moth, and they maybe jump and chase the moth, and then they see a cricket run underneath the bush, and they're chasing it, and a, a leaf blowing across the lawn, and uh, and they're they're just alive with with fresh right. stuff and then i think they come inside and they're exhausted i think they come inside because exactly. they're just they're, they don't they don't uh they really don't respond to uh the laser pointer as much because they're tired you know they've been outside playing uh but an indoor exactly. cat is very different from that um it's truly different you know people think that it's normal and accept and perpetuate this myth that cats sleep 18 to 20 hours a day and there's no truth to that indoor cats do because they're bored and depressed but outdoor cats would never you know cats that go in and out do not sleep that amount of time right in fact outside you know they keep one eye open almost all the time they're aware they you know get preyed upon so they don't um they don't. They don't take long naps outside. <laughs> right. Right. So. So I'm. Uh, I'm joined by by Dr. Lynn Barr. She's a cat veterinarian, uh, and we're talking everything to do with cats, indoor cats and outdoor cats, and the things that that are critical to making their lives full. Uh, uh, and uh, w- when we get back after the next break, I want to dig into this depression thing because I, I don't think people really think about their cats being depressed. I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. They think of them as being lazy. Uh, and, and I really want to explore that because I think people might be looking around saying, hey, I've got two really depressed uh, boys laying right by the window right now. And, and, and w- let's talk about some things they can do. So you're listening to the Zamzo Show on News If you Talk. have a lawn, garden, pets, or agriculture issue you want addressed, email zamzos at zamzos.com. The Zamzo Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo. And not only is the weather beautiful, but fall is also the best time to plant. And Zamzo's has everything you need, from compost and floating row covers for putting your garden to bed, to perennials and certified garlic to plant now, along with trees and shrubs that add beauty, value, and much-needed shade that can reduce your energy costs next summer. And speaking of trees, now is the best time to feed them with Zamzo's Thrive. Because if you think raking leaves is hard, try making leaves, which is what your trees do all year long. So why not thank them with a great meal of Zamzo's Thrive? And the best way to have a healthy and beautiful lawn next spring is to apply Zamzo's Lawn Food and Recharger in the fall. And if you purchase or renew your Zamzo's Lawn Program now, we'll give you Zamzo's Thrive for free. So get outside and enjoy the beautiful fall weather and nice temperatures that make working in the yard a pleasure. Because for 90 years, when it comes to beautiful lawns and healthy trees, nobody knows like Zamzo's. And now back to the Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk KBOI. Welcome back to the Zamzo Show. I'm Joss Zamzo, your host, and I'm joined by Dr. Lynn Barr, uh, the 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 best cat vet that I know. Of course, I have to tell you, you're the only cat vet that I know, but you're the best <laughs> cat vet that I know by far. Um, but you also have this compelling uh, vision, this this uh, this drive to enrich cats' lives. And and in the in the previous segment, we were talking about how. 
you know, cats get depressed. Indoor cats get depressed. And and maybe maybe the opening question is how how would I know if my cat was depressed? Well, you know, I I I don't know that there's exact ways to know, but one of the first things is if your cat is sleeping 18 to 20 hours a day, your cat is unenriched and depressed. Right. Very similar um, to it's people. It's not normal for them to sleep that much. Right. But they do out of boredom. Right. There's and nothing else going on. Yeah. It, you know, think about any, you know, creature living in, in, in a confined environment and as much as our homes are beautiful and we provide our cats with everything that they need, food, water, love, and shelter, um, that's only part of the equation to happiness and, and good mental health. Um, cats have instinctual needs. They have instinctual needs to hunt. They have instinctual needs to hide. They have um, their world is... They navigate it through scent, mm-hmm. and many of these things, uh, many homes lack the basic requirements that cats need to fulfill their instinct. So, and so I believe the majority of indoor cats are bored and depressed. I see it in obesity. I see yeah. it in poor hair coats. I see it in behavioral problems, you know, cats with aggression. Um, It it, it shows itself in so many ways. So when when you talk about uh, enrichment, this is really kind of the antidote to this depression. Is that that the way I'm reading it? It totally is. In fact, um, a very uh, well-known veterinarian in research, uh, Dr. Buffington, he did research on feline cystitis, which is inflammation of the bladder, and through his research, he found that most of the itises, which are inflammation, things mm-hmm. like cystitis, stomatitis, even inflammatory bowel disease, he lectures to veterinarians that the treatment of choice is enrichment. Really? Not medication, but enrichment. That the homes, the stress of living in confinement is the root cause of these itises. Very interesting. I've not heard that. So, so uh, when when I was standing in front of you in your booth, you, you got so passionate when you were. You, what? It's not just uh, today. You've got a mouse uh, toy, uh, and tomorrow you've got a feather. It, it goes. It's way more complex than that. And I think even the the amount of. Um, how often you change these toys and things, I think it was really eye-opening for me. So so what are you recommending? You know, if somebody says, I've got a couple of uh, fat cats that lay around indoors all the time, and I want to begin improving enrichment, where do we start? Great question. Um, you start by assessing each cat to know what types of enrichment they enjoy. So picture... You know, uh, you have four or five kids in, in your family. They don't all like the same thing. Right. They're not all Lego kids. They're not all, you know, Barbie doll kids. Mm-hmm. They like different things. So the first thing is to really kind of assess your cat to figure out, you know, does 
I, I, my two cats, Desi and Rue, mm-hmm. they play very, very differently. Um, Rue is not into any scent enrichment. Desi loves his silver vine and catnip. Okay. Rue loves to jump when we're playing with wand toys. Desi likes them on the ground. Right. Right. So, so let's not skip past let's not skip past uh, Silvervine because I think a lot of people are saying, no, wait, 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 what did she just say? Because they're familiar with catnip. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Silvervine. Uh, you're starting to see that a lot. You you really cracked the ice uh, uh, with that, uh, at least that, in my experience anyway. And let, let's talk about Silvervine. What is that? I love silver vine. In fact, it's better than catnip. Right. Um, there's actually an NIH study that was done and shows that it, it is um, the number one cat attractant. Uh, over 80% of cats react to it, whereas under 75% react to catnip. They also found that cats that don't react to catnip tend to react to silver vine. Uh-huh. So silver vine is a vine. It grows in Asia, high altitude, near water. It requires a certain insect or midge to get into that vine and create a fruit gall, which has six cat attractants in it. Interesting. We have only identified two of the chemical compounds. We don't even know what the others are. But in Asia, they've always known about it. They call it matatabi. And I've known about it for years. I ordered some... Oh, gosh, probably seven, eight years ago, um, thinking that I would sprinkle it on the exam table after each exam so that the cats would leave the clinic with this wonderful experience. Right, right. And remember us as being great. Yeah. And I received this china, and it came in. I received this powder from China, and it was shortly after the melanin poisonings. Yeah. I couldn't in good conscience use it, give it to my cats or my patients, and I threw it away because okay. I didn't know what was in it. Um, and then uh, Dr. Bowles did a study with NIH and showed it and uh, how well, you know, what a, what a wonderful product it was, and I contacted him to find out where he got his silver vine. I then contacted the company. I personally bring it in as whole fruit balls pulverize it myself so that I know it's 100% fruit gall, doesn't have plastics or anything else in it. I get it tested by a lab before we do that. Um, So I know ours is safe. Right. Well, I I think that's really important because especially when you have exotic ingredients like that, they can be uh, bastardized so easily. Correct. Absolutely. Um, but silver vine is a scent enrichment, just like catnip. It's wonderful. I believe in all of them. Um, you know, there's honeysuckle, there's valerian, and catnip, and silver vine. I even experiment with things like bonita flakes and other scents. I like to bring flowers in from outside. Cats want a variety right. of scents. Right. And they do. They they're just uh, they're alive when they're outside. They're they're smelling everything. I mean, it, it, you you when you have an outside cat and you see them doing it, you recognize that even just to have two cents is really not enrichment in, in the ideal sense, right? What you're talking about is is really putting an effort into the smells. But but not all smells are good to cats. Some are very bad. Correct. You know, we were talking about the toxins indoors. And um, 
one of them, which is still being looked at, but, um, you know, we have a high incidence of hyperthyroidism in kitties, and we don't know the cause of it. We do know that it started once we started keeping cats indoors. We've looked at tons of different root causes, and the one that is showing the most promise is fire retardants in our couches and our comforters and our rugs. Interesting. And that could be causing problems. It could. And so, again, think about what your cat is smelling. If it's indoors, think about the products that you're using. Um, You know, if you're lighting candles or essential oils, things like that, um, you're exposing your cat to smells that are not good for them right right so think about that and again open the windows right right Get, well, let them have fresh air from time to time perfect i i think that's going to be one of the very first things that uh that, that a lot of people do that's cheap it's easy and it's going to make a big difference we got to take another break uh i'm i'm so into this and we keep running right up against our our timeline i'm i'm loving the conversation you're listening to the zamzo show on news talk kboi If you have a lawn, garden, pets, or agriculture issue you want addressed, email zamzos at zamzos.com. The Zamzos Show will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and with some national brands of dog food costing over $90 a bag, it's time for every pet owner to take a good look at what you're feeding your dog. That's why Zamzo's has been formulating our own line of dog and cat foods dating back to the 1970s. And if you're looking to save money in these tight times, we have a quality pet food for every budget. Our Zamzo's Chunk is a good basic dog food that's better than grocery store pet foods at a better price. Our Zamzo's Pro Sport is for active dogs with 24% protein and 20% fat. Our new Fundamentals line provides excellent nutrition using top quality ingredients. But the creme de la creme is and always will be our Grandma Z's Super Premium line, which comes in five different formulas, puppy, senior, lamb, chicken and vegetable, and grain-free. So if you want to save money on what you're feeding your dog or cat and feed a better food, come see us at Zamzo's and let us find the fresh local food that's best for your dog. And now back to the Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more on News Talk. KBOI. Thanks for joining the Zamzo Show. We're talking about cats with Dr. Lynn Barr. I'm Joss Zamzo, your host. And we've got one segment left. And and uh, and I've got so many questions here. I don't even know how we're going to get to all of them. But but at the break, we were talking about the importance of toys. And, um, and I think you pointed out one of the most important things, which is there, there's a technique to toys. Uh, and, I, and I think I've been doing it wrong all along. Uh, so 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 let's so let's talk through, uh, you know, my style of you, you buy it and 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 you bring it home and you throw it down. That, that may not be the right way. Correct. Um, cats are not little dogs and that's <laughs> not the way that they operate. Um, so knowing how to play with them is important. Knowing what toys to get for them is important as well. Um, you know, you, you mentioned before, I did not get into making toys for the sake of making toys. I did it because I would search and search and search for toys to recommend to my clients, um, but there really weren't any toys out there for cats that really engaged them in play. Um, I also was very um, 
upset with the big pet product companies right. because they tend to design for people, not for cats. Yes. And, you know, when, when cats are kittens, they'll play with anything. They'll play with a piece of paper. Yeah. So kittens are used to playing. People will buy toys for kittens because they play with them. And then as they mature, um, their taste in toys matures. But people don't realize that. And they buy toys. They bring it home. The cat doesn't play with it. So they stop buying toys because they go, my cat yes. doesn't play. Yes. And I get that all, all the time. My cat doesn't play. And so it's important, number one, to figure out what they need. My go-to get a cat playing and enriched is a wand toy. There are lots out there. There's some that are better than others. Um, but wand toys get cats running, chasing. They taps into that instinct, that hunting instinct. So unlike dogs, you don't bring a wand toy home and drop it on the floor and say, there you go, go play. Right, right. Um, you have to engage the cat. And to do so, the biggest mistake most people make with their wand is they take it and they dangle it in front of the cat's face. Right. Here, here, get this. Yeah, right. A, you know, a bird, a mouse, they would never run up to a cat. Right. And look in their face and say, eat me. Yeah. They run away. And so wand toys, you have to learn how to get your cat looking at that wand toy, waiting for them to do the, the hunting sequence yes. of you know, that, that little butt wiggle and that uh -huh. getting ready, they're figuring out how far away it is, how fast it's going to go, what they need to do to get it. And when they go to pounce, then you pull away. Right. Always act like the prey at the end of it. Yes. Um, you know, we have a one toy that, that I developed with tons of different attachments. And my, my slogan is a different prey every day. Right. You know, cats outside would catch mice, squirrels, rats, and bugs. And right. so inside, they need a different prey every day. Well, and, and you, so, so we're literally talking about uh, you've got a wand toy with a feather on it. Um, and the cat likes it, but for the sake of keeping enrichment in mind, you're going to take that feather off and put on something else uh, for, for today's toy. And, and you're going to play with that for a little bit, and then you're going to switch. So you're constantly changing it up. Exactly. And when you're engaging that hunting instinct, realize that um, cats are not successful all the time. Right. You know, they're out there, they see prey, so, you know, you don't let them get that the end of the toy a couple of times, but after two or three times, let them catch it, let them be successful. Okay. And then don't play tug-of-war with them, because that would never happen. Right. Let them take it off to go eat it. Right. Very interesting. Um, there's, you know, I think uh, there's YouTube videos. We have videos. Um, learning how to play with the cat is important, just like you would learn how to play with, you know, your three- or four-year-old child. Um, the so, other thing that I would like for people to understand is as cats mature, their tastes change. Right. And their toys, you know, their, their selection of toys should change. Once they become older and more mature, they no longer like the little, you know, batting around ball toys. Right. Or, um, so you constantly have to be creative and really shop 
and test things out. And, I, I, you know, I make toys, but I'm still constantly buying toys for my cats. I, I don't look at anybody as competition. I think cats need every toy that's out there. Well, There's and, not even enough. And we were talking at the break that the enrichment isn't just toys. I mean, there are, there are other things. You know, I, it, it may Correct. sound silly, but, but if, I, if I put a cardboard box, uh, like a shoebox, open on the floor, I mean, one of the cats comes over and gets in it every time yeah uh, and that crinkle paper that's in it uh, from the shoes I mean that's even as much fun as anything that I might put in there so so uh, well what about th- things like that crinkle tubes or or cat trees or, or things that aren't necessarily toys but but that add absolutely you can even take that into treats and food and that is hiding it around the house you can you know I, I do a thing with brown paper bags where my cats are now so trained with these, but I I started it with a cat that had been um, rescued out of a a dumpster and now lives in downtown Atlanta in a high-rise and gained 10 pounds within the first two months he was there. So we had to figure out a way to get that weight off. Um, This poor cat was no longer having to hunt for food. And so we take brown brown paper bags, throw a little couple treats in there, let the cat just use their paw to dig it out, then twist the bag and rip the top open and let them rip it even further to get the treat out, then seal the bag, you know, just twist it, then start hiding it around. My cats know when I'm hiding them. Right. It's hide and seek. And then they, we want to mentally stimulate cats as well as physically. So the toys and everything are great physically, mentally, Hiding food, hiding treats, scattering them around the room um, is super helpful. So what, what about, uh, I've seen uh, some transition from licky mats even. Uh, it was mm-hmm. just a dog thing. Now I'm seeing it with cats. Do cats like like that, that texture or to dig stuff out of crevices and things like that the way a dog does? So I don't know if they do or don't. I have mixed feelings about the puzzle toys. Right. Um, I don't think... You know, I, I think there's a place for puzzle toys. I think there is a place for that mental stimulation. I'm just not sure using your nose to roll a ball around while treats right. come out is enough. Cats are brilliant. They're smart creatures. Yeah. Right. So hiding things, putting things up high, changing around, you know, they... they I think they benefit a lot more from that. It's a little bit harder and takes right. a little more work. But, um, but worth it. But you can do it with scent enrichment as well. You can scent toys with catnip or silverbine or valerian or honeysuckle and hide them around the house. Well, I can smell. I've got, I have a list of stuff I have to do when I get home and we're running out of time. <laughs> I knew this would happen. I, we, we had so many good things to talk about. You've been listening to the Zamzo Show and I've been with Dr. Lynn Barr and you've written a book called Indoor Cat, which is available on Amazon, I assume, or how, how do they get your it book? It is. Okay. Anywhere and, books are sold. And uh, your line of toys is called Desi and Rue, and I encourage you to uh, to to uh, b- buy those toys and help. Uh, they're all 
toys that were made for cats, not not uh, for the economics of the cat toy industry. And and so, if you want to support uh, Dr. Barr and her her quest to enrich cats' lives, please. Uh, 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 you know, buy her stuff and, and check out her book. I love this book. And thank you so much for joining us, uh, Dr. Barr. I really enjoyed the, the show. Thank you so much for allowing me this platform to help pet owners. All right. You've been listening to The Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI. Thank you for listening to The Zamzo Show, a helpful Treasure Valley podcast about lawns, gardens, pets, and more. If there's anything you missed on today's program or to hear past podcasts of The Zamzo Show, go to KBOI.com or the KBOI app and click podcast. Thank you for listening to The Zamzo Show on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Jim Zamzo, and as you may recall, I've been a champion for using less grain and starch in dog foods for years. In fact, I helped formulate our Grandma Z's grain-free dog food along with the rest of the Grandma Z's line. In my opinion, they're still the best dog foods on the market. But if you're feeding a grocery store dog food that contains corn, wheat, or soy, our new Zamzo's Fundamentals line may be just for you. You see, not all grains are bad for dogs, but only the right types of grains, and never as the first ingredient. With our new Zamzo's Fundamentals line, that's not a problem, because the first ingredient is always chicken, turkey, or whitefish, followed by brown rice, oatmeal, and other wholesome grains. You might say Zamzo's Fundamentals sticks to the fundamentals of good nutrition, while at the same time being priced at or below the cost of grocery store dog food. So if you're feeding Grandma Z's, you're already feeding the best. But if you're feeding another brand, try our new Fundamentals dog food in chicken, turkey, or whitefish, Available now at any Treasure Valley Zamzos.